0: in today's show it's a mock draft it's pick eight it's a head-to-head nine category league it's the eighth one of these we're doing we're doing a series of them there was a points league one yesterday there was a points league must draft there was a points league bust. there was a points league sleeper video for all of you who are asking and there will be another points league mock draft coming and there will be a points league do not draft coming tomorrow so all that's out of the way i'm sure people will still ask but anyway michael bolton thanks josh Michael Bolton here and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds and lines than ever before. BetOnline is where the game starts. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and we are available on all platforms. It's another mock draft. Um, It is Sunday here, so it's only going to be the one show coming today, but we'll spank out a bunch more stuff in the coming week. Um, So much happening. And just a a quick reminder, we did this last year, but Thursday, this coming week, which is, I don't know the date, like the 15th or something, 14th, 13th maybe, um, there is a massive, it's like a telethon. We called it an Ask Us Anything last season. It's me, and it's a bunch of fantasy analysts and hosts from the Locked On Network. They're coming on. We're going for four hours live on YouTube, starting at 4 p.m. Eastern on Thursday through to 8 p.m. Eastern on Thursday. And we're just answering your questions. You throw the questions in the chat, and we answer them. We had so many people um, watch that last season. It was a huge success, and we're doing it again. We're going to have Dan Titus, Adam Stock, Dan Besbrus, Jared Johnson, Alex Burns. Adam Armbrecht from Locked On Nets. Sora Satsas from Locked On Warriors. Evan Damerill from Locked On Cavs. Matt George from Locked On King. So questions about those teams. Mitch Case is going to be on. Zach Hanchu is going to be on. Alex McLean is going to be on. Adam King is going to be on. There might be some others that jump on as well. But we're going to be answering your fantasy questions or team rotation specific questions um, throughout that show on Thursday the 13th at 4 p.m. Eastern live on YouTube. There will be a landing page that goes up for that really, really soon. But we've got a mock draft here to do today. We'll get into that in just a second. Before I get into that, i got to tell you that betonline.net is your number one source for all of your football betting info this season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news and podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all of your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. NFL Week 5 is tomorrow, and if you want to have a look, the Cowboys are actually five and a half point underdogs against Matt Stafford and the Rams. Can Cooper Rush get it done? We will find out, won't we? So head over to BetOnline and check that out, all the -the up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. It's the fastest and easiest way also to check in on all of your favorite games and events, including Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing, and golf. So head to BetOnline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline is where the game starts. I could have really referenced something that would have blown your mind there. You could have checked in on the Major League Baseball playoffs to see how my, my Toronto Blue Jays are going after we lost game one. Yes, I am a Toronto Blue Jays fan. And uh, yes, despite my alleged hatred of Canada. all right, We are getting ready for this mock draft to start. So, Warnie. Let's get it on, Gilly. All right, we are here. Everyone's ready to go in the draft. Let's unpause it and start. I am going to be taking James Harden with pick eight. I would take Harden higher than that, but going by current ADPs, that's where he sits. So, of course, at number one. Big, big jungles, big jungles, big jungles, big- at number two. Oh, what an absolute stock standard start, and that's fine. And then number three is Luca. This is how nearly every draft goes. Again, I would probably not take Luca there, but I get it. Getting those big strengths is important. Um we have a or Embiid at four, so that means we're gonna get Durant at five here. Let me just see what Tally Tubby does. Like, this is where Harden should go, but I've told them to leave him for me at eight, so what do they do there? In which direction? Which yeah, is probably a little bit annoying for them, but I'm trying to make videos with these first round picks in them. So they've got to suffer and adjust. What is Tally? Is he gonna take Tatum? I think he takes Tatum, and then I reckon Steph goes next. Durant went at five. To Abel Rosa There you go. Tatum at six. I reckon, we, I reckon someone takes Steph here, and then I'll leave me, Jimmy Harden, for pick eight. No, Lillard at seven. I don't mind it. I actually am pretty okay with that. And as I've said multiple times, and I will continue to say this, is that don't overstress on your first round pick too much. Like, it's not what makes you draft. It's not what kills you draft. Like, I wouldn't take Steph at six, but if you do, it's okay. Like, it's totally fine. I wouldn't take Towns at five, but if you do, it's okay. It's not going to kill what you do. If you take Mo Bumber at 50, then yeah, your draft's ruined. right? That's where, and and, you know, the overall over focus, and we put 70% of our time into who do I pick first and second when it probably accounts for 15% of the actual outcome of a draft or a league. After Harden is eight, Ball is nine, Towns is 10. And then, we get into this really interesting part of the draft where Trey's available, Steph's available, Halliburton's available. So I really like 11 and 12, especially 12. You get two really strong options. At 11, you might be, you know, maybe you don't feel like LeBron's a first-round guy, which I, I, I get that given some of the injury history over the last three, four years. Um, but like at, well, here D will, here at 12 taken Trey and LeBron. He could have taken Trey and Steph there really easily. And you don't really see Steph Curry fall into the second round very often, do you? And there he goes at number 14. Kyrie at 15, who is becoming very much a favorite at 15. I like it at 15, and he seems to be going at 15 in a lot of different drafts. And I need to stop talking because it is, in fact, my pick that is coming up right now. So I should uh, look into that, shouldn't I? It is my pick. So what will I do here? We had Booker go off at 16, and this is where we get into dangerous territory with injured players. I'm going to take Paul George. Paul George is not currently injured. People, sometimes memories of last season get um, clouded and people look and go, well, the Clippers didn't make the playoffs. It's because Paul George was hurt. He had COVID, right? He he did get injured, but he came back and he got COVID. That's why he didn't play in the playing games. Not because he was hurt. And not, is that a big difference? I, I think it does change people's calculus. I also heard someone on some podcast the other day, Paul George put up really good numbers in the playoffs. Like, okay. Like... And that's not to shit on that person because I actually don't remember who it was. It's more just like sometimes our memories, and it happens to me a lot as well. It gets skewed at the Mandela effect. Not quite the same thing, but this, this happens. Anyway, Paul George is who I took at 17. Siakam at 18. DeJounte Murray at 19. Just news on Jalen Suggs. Yeah, not great. I will probably draft him last round now and stash him in IR if I haven't got any other IR guys. It boosts Cole Anthony a lot. Why does it boost Cole Anthony? Because three of the Magic's top four guards are now out. Fultz, Suggs, and Harris are all out to begin the season. So Anthony is going to get way more shots and way more minutes. RJ Hampton gets a deeper league boost. I don't like him long-term, but he does get a boost there. Siakam goes at 18. DeJounte at 19. Kawhi at 20. Haven't really seen Kawhi go at 20 in many drafts recently. um, But I think it's pretty good. Anthony Davis goes at 21. What other things have happened in the preseason? I think Zion looks pretty good. The free throws were putrid yesterday. I think that... Once again, Marvin Bagley looks terrible. No one should be shocked there in Detroit. Detroit actually looked terrible as a whole. And Sadiq Bae, I, you know that I am a certified Sadiq Bay hater. And that's not true, but I just don't think he's as good as others do. I think he's looked putrid as well in the preseason. Maybe that is some bias coming out because I just don't really think much of him as a prospect. But he's trying to do too much and he can't do any of it. He needs to look at the man next to him, Boyan Bogdanovich, and say, I actually can do less than this guy, so maybe I just need to settle down with what I'm trying to do. Maybe that's being, because I watched a lot of Pelicans Pistons yesterday. Um, Maybe I'm being a little bit harsh on him, but yeah, he's uh, he's rough. Sabonis goes at 22, after Davis at 21, then Bam goes at 23. And then we've got Cade Cunningham at 24. Cade and Jokic pairing is pretty nice. I think you should be pretty happy with that combo. Cade has been a little bit off in the preseason as well. Um, big game from yesterday for Ben Matherin for the Pacers too, just talking about some young players. He had 42 usage off the bench, which of course, when we're looking at what's happened in that game, like we know that's not going to stick. I still have my worries about him being a points-only guy with bad efficiency, but in a points league especially, you take a crack there. I have not seen this bloke, Anthony Edwards, fall into the third round in a while. But he goes at 25. Look at that start. Jokic, Cunningham, Edwards, taking two big step-up guys in Cunningham and Edwards because you've got the safety there of Jokic. Now, I have had, and I, I actually didn't think this would happen, but I have had it. People have asked me, man, should I not take Jokic at number one now? Like, he's got this wrist MRI and it's, information's cloudy. Like, as I will constantly... Oh, let's talk about Jokic in a second. Raphael did a perfect thing. there. He took Giannis, and then he took Bam, and then got Gobert in round three. That is pretty good. Bozingas goes next. But as I will constantly say, like Jokic at some point is going to get hurt. That does not mean you don't take him at number one, but nobody, nobody is immune to injuries. And Jokic currently has a wrist thing. It might not cost him any time, probably it doesn't. And it does not change your pick at number one. But if your only reason for taking someone at number one, and that's not the case with Jokic, but if your only reason for taking someone at a certain spot is because they did not get hurt in the past two years, I think it's a foolish way of approaching that. And I'm going to do a whole draft based on that. These are the alleged safe players and we'll see how that pans out. But anyone can get hurt at any point. this at 27, look, he can easily get that. that. He does have those chronic knee problems. So there is inherent risk in drafting him. I wouldn't have done it there. Very interesting to see Darius Garland go. Um, at 28, Butler goes at 29. I need to start focusing in on what I'm going to do with three picks away. Um, Freddie Van Vliet would be a great... Oh, well, there he goes, of course. Uh, at number 30, do I take Chris Paul? That's a hardened George Paul, man. That's an, <coughs> that's an old team. Do I take Don Mitchell, Brad Beal? Well, Chris Paul's gone, so I can't take him. Do I take Don Mitchell? Do I just take... Let's just take Ja Morant. I know he has some deficiencies and... But I want his assist. I want his scoring. And I don't think he's a second-round player, but I'm okay with him in the third round. And obviously, I do not care about turnovers, especially when I'm drafting James Harden round one. And that's one of Morant's detractions, where people are like, oh, yeah, he's 9-cat. His turnovers are so high. But when I've got Harden on it, I don't care. I don't care. All right, so I'm happy with that start. Harden, George. It's so annoying to see Paul George, a six-foot-eleven Man who is a power forward, listed as a shooting guard. I'm going to slow him at power forward just to piss him off because I know he hates playing there. Jump at 32. Brad Beal at 33. Um, Okay. Miles Turner at 34. Miles Turner loses value if he moves from Indiana, but not that much, I don't think. I don't think it's a huge, huge drop. Just by the way, I know they didn't sponsor today's show. Look at that. Built Bar Rapper. Had Built Bar for breakfast. What else is going on? If you're in the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Bowl, I posted a little rules explainer video today. The link of that is on the homepage of the league with a a link across to YouTube to watch that video. So hopefully you guys um, have a look at that and see if it explains it. If it doesn't, you can drop comments on the video or you can, of course, um, uh, email me or get back to me somehow. Turner, 34, Don Mitchell, 35, Zion, 36. Like that, yeah, look, I really like that, Zion, especially. Like, I don't know how I feel about the Trey Young and LeBron pairing for the free throw percentage and then adding Zion and then adding Fox. So you've got Trey Young, who one of his biggest strengths is free throws, and then you draft three guys to take all that value away. So when I talk about, I don't focus too much on second round pairings, when when the player's value, like Trey Young, is assists and really free throw percentage. There's his two biggest things, and then you annihilate one of those values straight off. It's not the greatest pairing. And that's what I mean. Normally, you just like, what's the best pairing doesn't really exist. You just want to avoid the bad ones. And I reckon that might be teetering on the bad ones. After uh, Zion, but I like uh, those other guys at those spots. I like them in general. Mitchell at 35, Zion 36, Darren Fox goes at 37. I'm seeing Fox climb uh, climb up draft boards recently. Then we go to Vucevic. It's Vucevic. Bolse- it's bolse- 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 it. I reckon this is the second mock in a row where three Bulls players have gone in a row. Vucevic, at 38, DeRozan 39, and then the skater boy, Zach Levine, goes at number 40. Oh, pick. Pick Hurry up. All right, Who are we doing? What are we doing? Um, Middleton. That's what happens when you're too busy hosting a show to focus on what you're doing. All right, but I'm okay with Middleton there. He'll be back relatively soon. He gives me some nice strength across the board. Um, Yeah, the other guy I could have taken there is Drew or um, Terry Rogier. They're the other guys that I would have considered. And I don't think they're going to get back to me. I hope Rogier does. Um, Or Bain could have worked for me. But Middleton's just a nice, safe guy. Gives me a bit of forward eligibility for a guard-heavy build. Um, so that's what I went with. Scott Barnes at 42, but I need to pay more attention to when my pick's on the clock instead of rattling off nonsense about bulls getting picked in a row and dropping sounds, but it's a mock draft, that's fine. Um, I am going to do a show with ADPs for the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Bowl as well, so you can see how these 30 leagues, points and categories, 30 of each, how they've drafted versus casuals and mock drafts on Yahoo and ESPN and see what sort of an idea that gives you. 42 for Barnes, 43 for Shea, 44 for for Drew. That's really good value for Drew. I'm surprised that Mobley and Jalen haven't gone off the board here. They're normally guys that go a bit early and Jarrett Allen. So you see in this second, third, fourth round area, there can be quite a bit of variation where like Butler might go here where he went in that start of the third who he might go in the middle of the fourth and Bill might go at pick 25 or never really at 30 or he might go at 40. And yeah, Middleton and Drew and all these guys change and Jalen might go at the end of the third and he was gone at the end of the fourth. And that's why, like, if you if you take Jalen third into third, I don't love it, but I go, it's not really a reach because JB, you've got it again. You know, he he could have value there, but yeah, these guys tend to be a little bit squished in about twenty twenty five blokes, sort of squished in together. After Brown at forty five. We went with Des Bain at 46, but you know that's pretty strong value for those guys. Bain, again, I'm a little worried, but his usage has been solid in the preseason, so we have some faith there. But of course, it's not regular season where Morant's playing 34 and Brooks is playing 30. There will be a boost to Bain early in the year where with Jaron out as well. Look, there's a lot of misinformation that goes out there with players all the time. Maybe a bit early for CJ, but does fit that guy's build. He went at 47, Rozier at 48. Like someone said, man, why would you draft Jaron Jackson? I heard he's out until the playoffs. What? That, that's not true. But it just goes to show how things can uh, snowball or change. Like Jaron might be back in November. He might be back after Christmas, but he might be back in November. And under no circumstances, anybody ruled him out for the playoffs or until the playoffs. That has just not happened. But some people believe that. So I try to just throw, you might've heard this a million times about me saying, Jaron might be back in November, but there's obviously others who haven't, who then will comment on videos and go, why would you pick him at pick 100 when he's out until the playoffs? Aiton at 49, Ben Simmons at 50. Simmons' ADP, which is in the 80s, is flying up. He's going in this range, round four or early round five, all the time now. So if you want to get Ben Simmons, and it's got to really fit a build, and he fits a build there with Giannis and Gobert pretty well, but if you want to get him, it's got to be round five. Because he does fit certain builds well. Ingram is going in round five in basically every draft that I'm in, and he just went there at number fifty. I am shocked to see Jarrett Allen on the board. Like shocked. He just does not last this long usually. There's always one that slides though. You never know who it's going to be, but there's always one, and this time it is Jarrett and-, and Mobley. Why are they both still here? That's wild to me. So they go in round three in a lot of drafts. I don't know why. I don't know why they're falling down this far. Well, there they just go both in a row. Mobley and then Allen. And we're getting up to my pick. So, what am I going to do? I want some rebounds. I'm just going to do the thing that I always do. <laughs> you know what it is. Let's take Larry Markkinen. Um No, I'm not. Okay. Or do I just really lean? Nah, let's get some rebounds. But where? Who? Valanchunas? I don't really like Valanchunas this season. Yeah, I'm going to... Josh Giddy goes at 54. I'm going to do something that I think he's getting priced out and maybe it's too high for him, but I'm just going to throw the delicate dancer in here. I might just draft Shingun just for the fact that I I do like him and it's not something that I would usually recommend doing in round five. I'm going to try it. I'm going to put some faith in my projection of him and grab him there. I would prefer like a Yucca Pirtle. Oh, well, I can't take him now because he just went. That's one of the biggest owls that I've taken recently. Let's just do the thing. Oh, no. Let's not do that thing. Um, duh, 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 Time is running down. I'm going to take Jalen Green. Get some scoring boost onto my team. All right, so that screwed me up a bit there. I would have. I was looking, oh, do I take Jabari Smith? Ooh, the ankle injury. Uh, not that I'm massively worried about that. Do I take um, Pirtle? Well, I don't want to deal with his free throws. So I've just gone small again, and we need to get rebounds in that next round. And then we will get a Lowry or a Smith. Well, there goes Brunson. He was another option for me. Um, and by Lowry, I mean Markin and not Kyle Lowry, sorry. Should have clarified that for you listening audio-wise. Oh, well, I said Markin before. You should know that. Um, it's annoying because yeah, we've got two bigs, yeah, Rob Williams and Jaron Jackson, who would really help to pad this draft out, who are both injured and might, might miss 30-plus here. The other guy I'm going to want to get is PJ Washington Jr., Mark Williams showed a little bit for the Hornets yesterday. Still not convinced there's a big enough role, and he's definitely more stashable. Devin Vassell goes at 58. Much like Shangoon, he's that guy that I like, but I'm getting really worried that this value in round five, that I'm not, even though I was maybe going to take Sengun, I'm being really cautious about both Sengun and Vassell in round five. Like, I'm being really cautious, and I think they might have priced out. I think they've priced out. They're definitely at a spot where I look at them and go, I'm not sure. I'm not sure about that. Whereas if they were sitting in round seven, I would snap him up every time. But in round five, I go, I look, Vassell was actually at the top of my projections when I took Jalen Green, but I went, I'm not sure about that. And I think it might be taking value away. So I didn't take him there. Just for the people who are going to come back later on, you told me Devin Vassell in round five. And uh, Ananobi goes at 61, after Pirtle at 60, and then Mikael Bridges at 62. Is Mikael Bridges now, I think it's marketing, fuck that. Um is Bridges now like the most boring player in fantasy? Is great, I love him, but it's like the new Tobias Harris, but obviously better. But from a fantasy perspective, is he actually better? Other news actually coming today from uh, Dallas is that they might put Spencer Dinwiddie in a bench role because they have two players who can dribble. Does that mean they will start Christian Wood? That's my pick here. I'm going to take, speaking of the the woodsman, I'm going to take him. Let's take Woody. Does that mean they start Wood? Does it mean they start Hardaway? Does it mean they start Jaden Hardy? Is who Because that's who they started in the preseason game. Hardy then becomes, he's definitely a 14-team league intriguing player. That's about all I'll say with him. I don't think he's a 12-team guy yet, but we don't know. If they're going to move Dinwiddie to the bench, who they will start? I would guess it's Hardaway. I don't think it'd be Wood, but it could be. And then you go Block, Finney, Smith, Wood, McGee, but I don't like Wood at the four. Don't know if Kid does either. 66 for Valanchunas, 67 for Wendell Carter. Okay, it's pretty good. The magic, those injuries, man. How do you have three of your top four guards out already before the season starts? Um, and There goes uh, the Mustang, Keldon Johnson horse is that? The Maga Porter goes at sixty nine, and Johnny Collins sliding a bit here. Bunkero usually has gone by now as well. The Headmaster, I think, I would have actually probably taken him where I took Wood, Jamal Murray, but for the uh, you know his thigh soreness yesterday, which after ACL injuries, a lot of times what people do, and maybe I'm not up to date on current medical. Um, treatments, but in a, with ACL surges, a lot of what they do, they take a little bit of a hamstring tendon a lot of the time and graft that into the knee, which then would make, in the return from an ACL injury, your hamstring a little bit more prone to ping. And when, as soon as he went off with that hamstring in the same injury, uh, in the same leg as the ACL, I went, oh, all right, I've seen this happen so many times, and that is the worry. There goes Jabari Smith at number 70. That's pretty good. Um, Cousin Kevin Porter goes at 71. Jamal Murray at 72. And the Baptist at 73. Really like the Murray-Collins value there to Lemon Pepper Lou on the turn. That's really strong. He's had a really good draft so far. I think he should be pretty happy with what he, with what he's done. Um, yeah, Pick eight, I reckon, is almost the worst spot. I, I hate pick eight in this draft. Now, I did take Harden here, who I do like a little bit earlier. But man, I, I just don't like this spot in the draft in general. Especially if Harden doesn't get to you. D'Angelo Russell at 74. Okay, so what's my big man slots like? I can put I still need a forward <clears throat> of some description. I've got Wood as a center so I am still leaning small ball here. After D'Angelo Russell goes Clay Thompson. I am so fading Clay at the moment. Gaz Trent at 76. Steel specialist at 76. Probably a bit early for me. Tyrese Max hit 77. Really surprised to see him fall that far. What else can I get here? Um I think it's Washington for me. Nurkic is the other one that's around, but I'm really big on PJ and he's more of a small ball big man than a big ball big man. Big ball? That doesn't sound right, does it? Tall ball? What the hell is the opposite of small ball? Scotty Barnes for MVP. Wow, G League MVP. That is a good award for Barnes, actually. He's probably got a shot at that. Let's see who this guy drafts here at pick 79 because Jordan Poole went at 78. Do you think Draymond's going to get suspended? Doesn't, I don't know. I reckon he might, but I think it'll be very small. But we'll find out. He apologized today, of course, Draymond. I still need a forward-eligible player and that will be PJ for me if I get him. Well, there goes Tyler Hero, so I am going to get PJ. Or do I take Nurkic? Now I'm second-guessing myself. Or, no, Paolo's there. Screw this shit. We're just taking Paolo. What? Why is Paolo Bancera still there at 80? Huh. Interesting. Nurkic still there. PJ Washington still there. Jalen Smith still there. Fouled out in 20 minutes yesterday. Shout out to Marvin Bagley, who fouled out in 18. Bunkero at 80. That is That is value I'm happy with. Wow. Toby Harris at 81. That is... Yeah, I don't really like Toby Harris this season. Everyone knows knows that. Doesn't mean you can't like him, though. Um... What else are we doing here? We have Nurk, Kapala, Murray, Sexton. There's a lot of guys here. There goes Nurk at 82. Could I get PJ on the way back around? That would be very nice for my team, I think. I don't think he's going to make it back to me. He's not at the top of this queue though, so that's useful. Well, there goes Keegan at 83. I don't think it's going to take long for Keegan to overtake KZO Capella. But you never know. Capella at 84. All right, here's a question. If you are watching this video, and we are 26 minutes in, do you think that Nyekura Kongwe will be starting for the Atlanta Hawks, barring injury, by January? Drop that in the comments below. I'll put an actual lead question in for that, but I hope, and I hope I remember to do it. Um, do you think Kongwe will start over Capella? Capella at 84. Marcus Smart, 85. Colin Sexton, 86. Jalen Smith sticks. Stand by your man. So he goes at 87. And now we are getting back to me. Do I get the PJ Washington that I'm looking for? Just give me a little bit of forward flexibility. Then we can go hard on guards. That's what she said. Later on. Oh, you bastard. No way. Ah, no. All right. So, uh, yeah, that's actually annoying. So who do I take here? Because I do need a big man and there and are not many of them here that I like. Oh, no. Um, Horford? Horford. Oh, God, I hate that pick. Time was running down. Washington rooted me. Uh, Bud Heald's going to my queue as well. Just needed a little bit of big man stability there, but holy crap, that is annoying. Kyle Lowry goes at number 90. Double cheeked up on a Thursday afternoon. By the way, those of you living in in Melbourne, I know I've tweeted about this many, many times in the past. but Man, I need to be able to get a Chicago deep dish pizza and there's nowhere here in Melbourne. There is. I found a place last night, new place that's opened up. It's in Fitzroy. It's called Deep End Pizza. They have Chicago deep dish pizzas. They do New York pizzas and they do Detroit style pizzas. We had one of each last night banging like really really good deep end pizza free plug for those guys if you're in Melbourne get down to deep end if you want a Chicago deep dish Lowry at 90 Draymond Green at 91 Trey Jones at 92 yeah is Jones moving into the Vassell area of maybe getting priced out hello, hello, dizzy. got another dog come to visit me um Andy Wiggins at 93 that was an auto draft as his timer runs out okay um, Gordon Haywood, he's a guy that I always tend to get. Oh, he just went at ninety-four. I'm gonna throw Brogdon into my queue. Jeremy Grant at ninety five. Okay. Isaiah Jackson is the other guy that we yeah, I don't he doesn't make sense of my team punting blocks, but there's a lot of value in him there. Dizzy, where'd you go? And dog's just walking in and out of the room here. Um, all right, getting ready to finish off round eight. Brogdon's going to be my target, but I do like Bud Heald, who averaged like five assists per game for the Pacers last season. Simons goes at 96. Have not been impressed at all with his preseason. Doesn't mean he's going to be bad, but I haven't been impressed with it. Um. All right. Brandon Clark sitting at the top of the queue. I'm or close to a top. And Bay. Look, I'm out on Bay. I'm out on Westbrook. I'm out on Clark. Barrett is becoming interesting because I Do need some scoring. Simons, 96. Cam Johnson, 97. Okay. And then, where are we? Who else has got? Mitchie Robinson goes at number 98. And Mitch Robinson says, I'll take it from here. And then we go Jaron at 99. This is a really interesting spot for Jaron. I'm getting around a little bit more to thinking he's back before Christmas. But of course, I don't know. I know that he's not out into the playoffs. Um, and then Alberto Sutton is making his picks. What have you noticed in preseason? Like, what's been the things that stood out to you? What are you feeling about Tari Eason? Like, I really like Tari Eason. I thought he went too high, or so too low in the draft. I had him at like the number ten in my dynasty rookie rankings. Um, he's a great last round pick, but. Also, what are they going to do? Not play Jay Sean Tate? Or not play Eric Gordon? Where do they fit him in? That They should play him. But will the veteran coach do that immediately? Um, it might help Easton early on if Jabari Smith misses time. And he's absolutely a guy that we draft last round. But those two preseason games have been amazing. But also, remember Taylor Horton Tucker's preseason. It's not always a great indicator. Sadiq Bey, I'm not comparing those two players, by the way. Sadiq Bey at 100, healed at 101. Rob Williams, the rock DJ, goes at 102. I was going to, should I play the music? Oh, no. but this, these people keep sniping me, man. Um, Malcolm Brogdon goes at 103. So what do we do here? Is it Chris Duarte time? No, you know what it is. It's Mon- Monty Morris, I think. Another team should be taking Isaiah Jackson around here. It just didn't make complete sense for my squad. I don't really think anyone's challenging Monty Morris unless they're just big DeLon Wright fans in Washington, which I don't really believe that'll be the case. Okay. Kelly Olenek is going to be an option for me as well. There goes Rowan Barrett at 105. I said, "Oh, there you go! Look, that queue just gets smashed." Had three guys in the queue, and they went three out of four picks with my one in the middle. And of course, I took someone who wasn't in my queue because I was hopeful that one of those guys would slide back around. Josh Hart is going to be a target for me. Guards who rebound—he's the leader there. I'm going to put Hartenstein in the queue while I'm at it. Kuzma goes at 107. It's a really, really competitive and tight draft. Nothing has been a- outrageous really at all, I don't think. Cole Anthony at 106. That's the Suggs injury factor there, boosting Anthony's value up. Rightfully so. to Zubats goes at 110. Okay, pretty pretty solid spot for Zubats. Olenek, oh, my God. All right, Olenek gone. Uh, Josh Hart is who I'm going to try and get here. If Jakey Dean doesn't take him. Oh, he took Herbert Jones. All right, let's take Joshie Hart there. Josh Hart was like top 75 last season. I, I don't expect that, obviously, but just give me a nice little guard rebound booster with some defensive stat ability and some passing ability. I think he makes quite a bit of sense on my squad. As my 10th guy. Of course, I don't even know that he's going to start for Portland. I think he will, but we don't have that confirmed by any stretch. And Lemon Pepper Lou got a really strong squad here. That's the number one guy, isn't it? Yeah, number one pick. Yeah, he's he's really looking good. And my team not looking particularly good in my projected standings. We've still got four picks to make, but I'm not loving how this t- This is a really rough area of the draft. Dort at 115. Or Portis at 114. Dort 115. Claxton one sixteen. What do I need to do to boost my team? Some free throws, some steals, some scoring. Ooh, that's hard to do, isn't it? Um, Yeah, I think we've got to throw the man on the street in there. Someone had an issue with me calling Jalen Green a Filipino legend. So you got to, should call that to Jordan Clarkson because he actually played for the Philippines. All right. Jordan Clarkson could be a Filipino legend as well, but he's also the man on the street. J-O-R-D-A-N-C-L-A-R-K-S-O-N. Cla- Claxton goes at 116. Westbrook goes at 117. of the brick going up. I don't mind that flyer on Westbrook, to be honest, but um, you do always have to be cautious with him because if he does play, he can bring you value in a certain few areas and then kill you in other areas. It's got to be the right situation where you, know, you don't want to draft a guy, say round eight or round nine, where the best benefit for your team is him not playing which sometimes is the case for Westbrook. After Westbrook goes Clark and then Dinwiddie. That might be too early for Dinwiddie in a Category League and B, if he's in a bench role. That might be too early because he's not the greatest Category League player. And if his minutes go from 33 to 29 or 30, that's that's where you start to run into some more problems with him. Vanderbilt Bar goes at 120 to finish out round 10. Again, that's just a, such a massive hit on your overall points because he doesn't score at all, but he's a good rebound, steals, and field goal percentage player. Suggs and Wall at the top of this queue. I don't think really they should be drafted in anywhere in the next two rounds. Someone asked me the other day, why am I so pessimistic on John Wall? Okay, here is why. Um, Injuries, age, uh, Kawhi, Paul George, and the fact that he's probably coming off the bench behind Reggie Jackson. Like, it's not like he's going to be in that second unit and playing 28 minutes, And having 30 usage, like, he might play 20 minutes a night. He might start, he might not, but I don't think the upside is massive there. Oh, Suggs went early. 121 for Suggs with that knee injury. Boyan Bogdanovich, 122. Bones at 123. Walker Kessler at 124. We're getting back to my pick coming up soon. I'm going to look at the man on the street. Where is he? Jordan Clarkson. Throw him into my queue. Brooke Lopez goes, it's pretty early for Walker Kessler, round 11. It is one for the future, of course, but yeah, it might be nothing early on. Lopez goes at 125, Then we're two away from me. Tari, I'm I'm going to throw Tari Eason into my queue. I wonder how early people go on him. Dylan Brooks at 126. Let's see if this guy takes old mate Jordan Clarkson here for those of you who are going to ask, no, this is not live streamed. No, these people can't see my queue. This is recorded and then posted later. People always have that question because invariably when I've got guys in my queue, they tend to go off the board. But no one can see that. Jaden McDaniels at 127. Let's take the man on the street. Filipino legend, Jordan Clarkson. And get him to boost a little bit of scoring on my team. My field goals are already bad, so we don't really care too much about that. Um this is the thing you need to look at. Like my I say my field goals are really bad, and they are in comparison to the league, but you know what they project out to at the moment? 46.7%. That's not that bad. But compared to everyone else, that is a bad number. In fact, it's one of the worst field goal percentages in this entire league. Um, I think there's one other team that's got a worse field goal percentage, Jakey Dean, in, in my projections. But 46.7 is not bad. You've got to be at 48. At 48 is like minimum to be average in field goal. Barnes goes at 129. The pencil, that is. Harrison Barnes. Barnesy. <laughs> Melton 130. Conley 131. Hartenstein 132. Do I take Eason just as a statement? I don't know if statement's the right word. Like, We'll see what... Again, I have... I think Tyrese is going to have a better rookie year than Jaden Ivey, for example. But I think it might be rough early on. D-Will taking two backup centers. Oh, I didn't even know that my man Duarte went. He's taking two backup centers, Hartenstein and Akongwu, both with good upside. But I would probably only take one of those in a, on a team rather than you waiting for both of those guys. Something to, Oh, I don't even have a chance to take Tarius in it. He goes at 134. The hype is getting real on him. I I was considering it. I was probably going to take him. That hype is getting real. Norman Powell goes at 135. Um... Uh, what we're getting into the spot of doing here? Pressure to Chua goes at one thirty-six. I don't have. Only, oh, I've got Middleton injured. Ooh, I was going to say I'll take um, Fultz. I think we do it anyway. Who else could I take here? God, this is a yuck part. All right, let's just sit him there, and we'll see. Like he could be back in the first week or two of the season which with the injury to Suggs now means I think we see Anthony and Fultz play quite a bit together. So a little bit of... uh, uh, Fultz had great value. It dropped with the injury. Now Suggs is injured and Fultz's value rises back up. And I think... Steve Adams, for me, is going to... I know that he doesn't make tons of sense with my squad, but, oh, Aldama, wow, that's early. But, yeah, we like him. Um, Adams just to give me a boost in rebounds, I my free throws can probably take him because, or can they actually? Ooh, they probably can't. Ooh, that's annoying. Maybe we take McGee for rebounds then. And we go the full Dallas centers stack. Um, Bogdanovich at 139. Adams at 14. I can't take Adams. Um, I can't type this answer in, but Booker says, what are my thoughts on the injury to Suggs as it changes? Yeah, it does. Like, I, I'm not drafting him unless it's last round now. It means he's going to be behind the eight ball coming back in. Um, I don't know how long he's going to be out. It's not season ending, obviously, but it might be six weeks, two months. Yeah, knee injury with a capsule joint sprain, which is what Isaac first suffered with his knee. You would think it's at least a month, if not more. It's probably almost definitely more. Jaden Ivy at 142. I am not fantasy enamored with Ivy in category leagues. In points leagues, I get it. I think he's going to be you know, outside top 200 fantasy stuff for the beginning of the season, much like I think Matherin will be. And then they might start to put it together. But, like, watch for many 38% shooting nights, like, where he scores 14, 2, and 3 on 38% shooting. Like, expect a lot of that, I think. Patrick Beverley's at 143. The Lakers guard situation remains a jumbled mess. Caruso's at 144. And I think we saw yesterday in that Bulls game in the preseason, again, part of my concern with these Bulls guards is that, like, Kobe White went off, right? So you got White, Dragic, Caruso, Desunmu. Like, who's going to be able to establish themselves with 33 minutes a night with strong usage? I don't think anybody necessarily is. And that means that, like, your Caruso ad or your Desunmu ad probably just gets muted and they just turn into sort of players. Lonzo Ball goes at one save. Lemme goes Caruso and Ball. Okay. And he's got Suggs. Hmm, okay. Some value there. Maybe. Yeah, I don't mind that, actually. I do want to grab McGee for my team. Patrick Williams, benched by the Bulls, by the way. Who knows if he's going to remain sane? But my, maybe he just sucks. That's possible. We see these guys in college who are good defenders or allegedly good defenders who have got the size and go, maybe they're the next Kawhi. But in essence, most of the time, they're the next Michael Kidd Gilchrist. Like, sometimes they're Kawhi. Like, Kawhi was Kawhi. But Patrick Williams is nothing. Isaac Akoro is nothing. They sometimes these guys can't figure it out. And Williams is upside, he's not that high, and he's really been quite bad. And if he's getting in a situation where Javante Green is starting over him, that is not a good moment. I am I was never massively high on Williams as a draft prospect, and the injury ruined him last season, of course. Um Talking about all this, he hasn't even been drafted yet, but he's at the top of this queue. I just, I don't know. I, I, I'm not massively high on him, and the fact that he has been seemingly demoted is not great. Who makes sense on my team now? Re- I don't, rebounds. I need McGee. Can we get Javale? Get six or seven boards on my team. Caleb Martin goes. I know a lot of people are getting excited about this guy, Jamal Kane in Miami. Two really big games in a row. Jovic actually played well. And there's obviously a huge opportunity at Ford. There's Caleb Martin, there's Jovic, there's Highsmith, there's Kane now as well. There's Yurtseven, who seems to have dropped a little bit of momentum. Kane looked great, and the Heat do this. So if you're in a 16-team league, I think you look at Kane. Hey, you're going to be surprised to know this, but on ESPN, Jamal Kane's not a player that's available to add. Who would have guessed? But he is here, of course, on Fantrax. Um, Kevon Looney goes at 150. I don't know about that. Um, but yeah, just I don't know. I think I'm just using this to highlight the name Jamal Kane because people have asked about him, and he has played well in the last two games, but those games have featured basically nobody. So that is worth noting too. Matherin goes at one fifty one. Let's take Javale. Giving me a little bit of a rebound boost on my squad. And I've got some buffer for some of his other deficiencies. All right. Oubre goes at 153. Then we're coming back for my last pick. What are we going to do with that one? Poku, maybe. Let's throw Poku in there. I wonder if the Bronco Jalen Williams gets drafted. He's a pretty interesting player. It's getting... Or do I look at Trey Mann? It looks like Shea will actually be back very quickly, but we don't know that. Reggie Jackson, 154. Mo Bamba, 155. That's good value on Bamba. I don't love him as a top 100 guy, but in round 13, sure, take a fly. He might block two shots in 18 minutes. The upside I don't think is there without injury. Pokiszewski goes at 157. Aldama and Eason are really too popular last round picks. They've gone. They're not available anymore. Um, so what do we do? Kendrick Nunn is another guy. Oh, Derek White, who had a really big game yesterday. Obviously a lot of players out, but he was great. White goes at 158. That gives me a chance to do this. Maximum Derek Trey Murphy 159 It is my pick next We are going upside here I think my Maybe I want to take Jalen Williams That's who I'm going to take Isaiah Roby goes at 160 He could get some minutes early on Ahead of Sohan Let's take the Bronco Take a flyer on Jalen Williams there Don't know really If anything big will come of that But I think there is Obviously upside in him In Oklahoma City and we're about to we're gonna wrap this up really soon. Not many picks left. Tom Bryan at 162 put up a big gun the other day, but again, look, does Turner arrive? Him and Jones battling for minutes. Winnie and Gabriel's looked good. Could be just one of those things where he puts up big numbers occasionally, but it's just too squished in terms of minutes to really blow up. But again, we're around 14. Who cares? The tank could work out. I think he's the best fit next to Davis, but they were going with Jones early on. Kevin Love goes at 163. I don't know about that. Like maybe, uh, may, look. this is something and I don't mention this enough and I, I have in the past and I should mention it again now. Your last round pick, you can use it for flyers but you can also use it as a week one waiver ad. Like who has a good schedule in week one? Who's going to get increased opportunity in week one? Pat Connerton in Milwaukee. Kevin Love because Evan Mobley might be out. He might be starting and give you great value in week one. So while the overall long-term upside of that Kevin Love pick is probably limited, in week one, if Mobley is out, that could be great. And that's another thing you can do with your last round pick. Malik Beasley goes at 164. Okay. So my team, again, pretty strong here in assists. Good points, good threes, good free throws, solid steals, but bad in blocks, okay rebounds. We average about six rebounds um, and bad turnovers. So we're we're an okay team. We're sort of in the middle of the pack in the projections. Malik Monk at one... Oh, Aaron Gordon goes at 165. Malik Monk at 166. I wouldn't bother with him. Back up to Kevin Herter. Lavert at 167, I like. And then Blunty. James Wiseman goes with 168. Where are you now? So let's look at my squad. At number one, pick eight, we went Harden. Then Paul George, Jamarant, Chris Middleton, Jalen Green, Christian Wood, Paulo Bunkero, Al Horford, Monty Morris, Josh Hart. Jordan Clarkson, Markel Fultz, JaVale McGee, and Jalen Williams. And that is the eighth pick, Mock Draft, done. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on Odyssey. If you're on YouTube, thumb it up. And you leave those comments down below, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.